Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Kevin. And I am John. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. <laughs> Who? Schwarzenegger. He's the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies. And friends, we're breaking them all the way down. Hi, John. Kevin. How's hey, it going, buddy. man? I'm great. How are you doing? We're, uh, we're, we seem to be caught up in the middle of some sort of storm. We hear yeah. the, the thunder is picking up. If you, hear, like a low rumble, of this movie. <laughs> if you hear a low rumble, uh, it could be some thunderstorms rolling through Atlanta here. That's right. Um, but we're going to plow through. We do it for you. That's right. Uh, <laughs> everything I do, I do it for you. Brian Adams style. There's no love like your love. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I die for you. <laughs> We're back to talk a little bit more about Raw Deal. Raw Deal. Arnold Schwarzenegger, 1986, wedged in between like more iconic movies. But this one's fine. I still want to know. I would love if we could get our hands on some history of this movie to know how long it had been sitting on the shelf in Dino's office. Yeah. And like... Who was originally slated to star? Like, was it supposed to have been a different genre? Like, I would love to know more about it. Lee Marvin or some shit. Yeah, I could totally see Lee Marvin. In 1976. Yeah, something weird like that. Um, But anyway, it ended up getting made and put put out in the box office in 1986. I think it was rushed out as Arnold was on his ascension. That's right. Uh, I'll try to catch us up on what's been happening here. Tell us. It's... FBI agent, former FBI agent, I should say, Kaminsky, Mark Kaminsky. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's uh, he got run out of the bureau in disgrace. Wound up for for roughing up some perps. Yeah, for for valid reasons. Right. He was. uh, He's lucky that he got to resign and not get prosecuted. Essentially, there was like an internal affairs investigation for him. Basically beating a witness or beating a Near perpetrator death, yeah, it sounds to, like. within an inch of his life. And, and they're like, hey, hey, you can't do that. So we're going to either charge you or you can resign. You can resign and go be a law enforcement officer elsewhere. Yeah. So he settles in, uh, I don't know, North Carolina. Somewhere being a small in town South. sheriff. He's approached by a former colleague in the FBI. Harry Shannon. Harry Shannon, played by the dad from Christmas Story. <laughs> uh, his son was killed who was also an FBI agent. Right. Son was killed by some gangsters out of Chicago when they were trying to kill a witness who was going to testify mm-hmm. against them. So this Harry Shannon, he recruits Kaminsky to abandon his life, abandon his wife. Right. Go undercover, infiltrate this mob family and bust him up from the inside. Also, this is all being done off the books, not official at all, fully illegal. He's also sort of like tangentially involved with a woman named Monique. Yeah. Kaminsky is uh, sort of in the middle of a mob war 
between the Patrovitas and the Lemanskis. Right. He's trying to ingratiate himself to these guys, but they sort of don't trust him. Right. Especially Max Keller, the enforcer. Yeah. So he's, I guess, fed them a little bit of a idea of how they could steal back some money and drugs that were confiscated. He's like, let's bust in the police station and steal it back by faking a bomb threat. Right. And that's basically where we're at. It's like, they're like, yeah, the big bad is like buying into it and like, why doesn't everyone think like this fucking guy? (laughs) It's really a very uncomplicated plot. Right. But I know I just made it sound very complicated, but it's really the most simple basic plot you can imagine, to be honest. We're good. We're caught up. So yeah, the first bomb goes off and the wheels are in motion now for Patrovita and his group to get the drugs and money that were taken earlier back. Right. So we open up at Patrovita's club where Keller, uh, the enforcer, <laughs> again, is pumping Monique, who Kaminsky met um, earlier in the movie. She's like this sort of disaster club rat that just had been like hanging yeah. out, like losing money. She's bad news. She, she's had some sort of relationship with Max Keller, uh, the one of the, you know the sleazy bad guy in the past. She owes him a bunch of money. We're not sure like why she gets to just hang around. But she does. While owing all that money, they keep extending her more credit, it seems like. I don't know if she's like some sort of madam that works for the the company or like what the deal is. And she seems to be infatuated with Kaminsky. She is obsessed with Kaminsky is is the vibe that I get. Uh, Um, Kaminsky seems to be sort of going out of his way to not let it not let them consummate the relationship yeah. kind yeah. of because he's married, I guess. Yeah. Although his wife doesn't know he's yeah. alive. She thinks he's dead. So what's it matter? I so, don't know. Yeah, yeah. So we open at the club where Keller's pumping Monique for information on Brenner, who is that's Kaminsky's alias. Right. And there's eighties excess all around people in suits, drinking uh, bourbon as, as are we and champagne and all sorts <laughs> of things. Commit man. Keller has got it bad. Yeah. He, he's yeah. like, He's, Remember that horse we used to look at? I, I bought it. I bought it. Okay. <laughs> what fine. the fuck does that mean? Well, right. A racehorse, I guess? So Keller is clearly jealous of Kaminsky. <laughs> He's but, also the proud owner of a new horse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, what the fuck? But Monique points out that this whole charade for her, like basically casing uh, Brenner, right. was, was Keller's idea. She's been trying to get close to him to sort of vet him i guess right. for keller but them. we start to get the idea that she's like really into him so the fucking awful planning by keller yeah big hey time. baby i'm so i'm so into this woman that i'm gonna try to convince her to sort of get with another guy sometimes we hurt the ones we love kevin <laughs> so keller says it was never meant to go this far and that it was definitely supposed to be him and not brenner that was like like fucking her five times a night or some shit. Yeah, but I get the impression that that hasn't happened yeah, yet. Yeah, like, has anything gone that far? And how, Is that like what you think? Just, I get the impression that no, they haven't He's gone. just assuming. I think he's assuming because he's... An, Jealousy's like, run amok. He's an insecure man. So Monique says it's never going to happen between uh-huh. her and Keller. And then we get a great line. The only way we'll end up lying together is if we're run over by the same car. Brutal. That's awesome. <laughs> I... I one day, I hope a woman says that to me. It's like, I don't, I don't want it. Uh, Keller presses up on her, but like Kaminsky shows up and puts him in the Vulcan death grip. <laughs> I like that Keller immediately seems to go for his gun. Like he's going to shoot. I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. Kaminsky pulls his first. Max, I don't think we're going to be the kind of pals I'd hoped we'd be. 
I, I guess Keller was going to kill him right there in front of everybody. Also, I just think Kaminsky is like supremely confident that he's not going to get shot in the back at some point. Yeah. Like he keeps fucking giving this guy a reason. Yeah, I agree. So Keller like skulks off. She says, I'm impressed. He says, I'm hungry. Okay. She's impressed by what? The fact that he almost shot a guy yeah. in the middle of a crowd. I don't get that. Club? She, that she handled Mac, that he handled Max physically. I don't, <laughs> I guess, I don't I think, know. Some women enjoy well, confrontation you, I think happening that the, around the them. The kind of woman that they're painting her as being is into like men fighting and over drama. Her. Yeah, yeah she likes time. chaos. So we did cut, you know? Wait, did you notice the people dancing in the background? They were doing like <laughs> essentially the Teen Wolf dance that Michael J. Fox did. Oh my god! It was awkward dancing. Awkward white people dancing. I love in the it. Back they there. probably said, "Let's do the Teen Wolf." Wait, when was <laughs> Teen Wolf made? Eighty-five. Okay, that Would've makes been sense. Right on time. Yeah, yeah they just probably out. came from a screening. That checks. <laughs> <laughs> in downtown Chicago. So Kaminsky and Monique are having dinner, I guess, at the, like in the, the quieter dining room of the club. This club's got a lot of different areas. It so does. It's like, it's like it, the roadhouse. It it's is. like, uh, <laughs> what was that place called? Uh, Double Deuce. Double Deuce. There we go. Double Deuce. Yeah. So um, they're having dinner, and she says she's just fishing. She wants to have a fight or for him to profess his love. She's like, the more we know each other, the less you want to see me, she says. I've definitely they, felt that way with women before. Yeah, though. but like, it's the more like I it's only been you, two though. days. But the more it's like, yeah, yeah. But she's also, she's been like giving him every reason to not yeah. be interested. So Kaminsky says he's been trying to protect her from Lomansky's goons. That th- those men in the store, they'll come back. That was, I jotted this down because I think there's, tell me, there's something grammatically wrong with this, right? He said, these guys from the dress store are going to be back and I don't want you to be around when they do. Yeah. There's when something wrong with back. that. There's a missing when they yeah, do be back. When they do be back. That's yeah. not a thing. There's something wrong. The tense. I don't was want you to be up. back when they are or when they were. It was like or the future, they, present, participle. Something you, was fucked up. You want to that. rewrite that sentence. But I also, I think that Arnold delivered Close the line enough. in his head and they were like, fuck it. We don't have any time. We it don't was have time. like in a disaster Ooh. artist when they were doing the room and he's like, Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi. Like, yeah. holy shit, he got the line uh, out. It's close enough. Lisa, why? Move on. Yeah, so um, she admits, she says, I like you. And Ugh. unless you're married, I'm not going. In. I mean, she's she's putting it all out there. And it's like, yeah, Ooh. she's letting it all in. In one way, I appreciate it. In another way, it's like, we just met yesterday. <laughs> so he says, I am, in fact, married, Monique, <laughs> and I have been for a long time. Talk about a mood is, killer. Is it a bad move for this undercover operator to admit to being married? Like, you don't want to give anyone any legit information about yeah. yourself, right? I get the impression that Kaminsky's being honest, like, that he does... So this, yeah, but that it's he's like, trying to be upfront with her, that he trusts her, I guess, though he yeah. shouldn't, probably, no. we, we've seen. But I've sensed... I've not really sensed any actual chemistry or connection between them. Not really. Myself. No, I have on her part, but on his part, I think that he's just been like very respectful. He's and, been trying to like not let it happen. He's right. been trying to politely decline her advances. Yeah. Uh, Schwarzenegger, man, he's an interesting case. Yeah. I feel like his romantic chemistry in movies is like just hit or miss. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's either got it with the, with Money. the person, man, his chemistry with, uh, yeah. What was her name? With uh with John Travolta's wife. Yeah. Kelly. Kelly Preston. Yeah. That chemistry was off the charts. Yeah. The chemistry that he had in um in Running Man. Yeah. With Ma- Maria Conchita Alonso. Yeah. Was awesome. Yeah. 
But, but I also think movies, this is like this is early on, and this is like everything's rushed. There probably wasn't time, and I think that that even those few years in an actor's craft, I imagine, would be extremely valuable in learning how to be comfortable with someone on camera. But even later, um, you said you you've never seen, or maybe only once seen, a racer. Like one time, I think I watched it with you. But well, I, I think he yeah. was supposed to have like a romantic connection with Vanessa Williams and it just right. was horrible. I also and think they that, axed that whole subplot. I also don't think that like Vanessa Williams is any kind of great actress. That's true. But she's, like, she is, she's passable. She's talented, but she's not, she's not a great actress. She has, like singing yeah. killer. Yeah. You know, but I don't sense that there's like a real soul connection, you know, between right. these two characters. And honestly, I mean, Monique's kind of a vapid character, so he might just be, it might seem awkward because it's like he, I would be, uh, this is awkward. I don't, I don't like you. I don't like you. I guess when I was drunk, I was into it. Right. He's pumping her for information as, mom, as much mm. as she is him. So anyway, um, so Monique seems partly relieved, but mostly bitter about the fact that he admits that he is married. Um, I guess the fact that they hadn't, she's like, uh, yeah, I guess the fact that they hadn't bung yet was making her feel like <laughs> she was, she <laughs> was losing, made it. she was losing her touch. <laughs> she's like all this, uh, all this great equipment and you're sitting on your hands. That's another great line. <laughs> it's so like she, but again, this is, it's like, it's like neo, neo noir, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he says, you're important to me because you're my friend. You're more than a friend. But man, she is uh, not hearing that. I don't really blame her for being pissed, to be honest. Yeah, I love it. When he's kind of led f- her on, and yeah. then he's like, actually, I'm married, though. Well, all he did was tell the cab, we don't need you, and then drank all our champagne. <laughs> That's <laughs> all then, he did. And then passed out without delivering the goods. Yeah. Uh, she's like, when I want to make friends, I'll go to summer camp. Another <laughs> great line. Um, she goes to leave the restaurant, but turns back. She, I was sort of flattered. I thought you were going slow because you thought this was real important and you didn't want to blow it. But then she like takes off the dress, which isn't even really a dress. It's like a wrap, a wrap that fits. Yeah. It like fit, it's a gold wrap that fits around a black nightie she's was it, wearing. It wasn't the dress she bought that, or stole I, from the shop, was it? I or think was it? it. I think it was the dress she was trying on initially in the shop and ran out wearing. Yeah, I think. I yeah. think. Yeah. Okay. So she removes the dress right in the middle of the restaurant and throws it at him. It's going to take me a long time to figure out which of us is the biggest asshole. That was another strange flex. As you mentioned, a movie full of strange flexes. Weird move, but I, whatever. Um, um, she storms out. I will say this is a woman who is clearly not used to not getting her way. Yeah. I, like she is throwing a grown up temper tantrum. Yeah. I, I, it, it is reminiscent of like women that I've like, just oh. went on like a one date with, and it was like, this person is legitimately crazy and we are <laughs> never going to see each other again. But man, they are like, like gone to the, not like removing clothing in uh-huh. a public place level of crazy, but like causing a scene and being like, we don't know each other. What are you doing? This reminds me of a certain ex <laughs> that, that I, I try not to think about right. too much anymore, but um, yeah, just like, it's weird when, a, Oh, you can run into a woman who's clearly not not used to not getting her I'm way. I'm not okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Man, there was a... God, I've had discussions with guys at work about... There's probably certain women who, like, could get through life with no money. Like, they could just walk into a store and, like, start eating food or whatever and be like, oh, I'm sorry, I just don't have any money. And they'd be like, oh, that's fine. That's just, fine. You can go. It's 100% fine. I'm sorry, can I just have these clothes? Yeah, fine. That's okay. You can. Yeah. Like, this is that type of 
type woman. Yeah. Um, but she's also can be charming she and can. funny and yeah. all that. So she's I'm, I'm mixed on Monique. I am mixed on Monique too. I feel like Monique's probably a product of hanging out in a mob environment. She's like Talia Shire in, in Godfather 2. Yeah, like the spoiled brat. Yeah. That's kind of. I thought not near enough patrons in the restaurant were like, the observing this that's that thing where you would expect the music stops like the live band playing sort of stops now everyone's watching it's but a like, lot of people were just going on this, with dinner this is the equivalent of daniel larusso lying on the ground covered in spaghetti <laughs> imagine that happens and yeah half the customers are just still eating their dinner like nothing's happening like don't look over there darling <laughs> eat your spaghetti so she storms out as she does she encounters keller who for the first of a couple or three times in the movies, walk around with just an overcoat slung over his shoulder, smoking a cigarette and a or something. Comically, like a long cigar, like yeah. very long. So she like just picks up a drink and throws it in his face, and then shatters the glass on the ground and storms off. She is on the warpath, and, and he like comically <laughs> like looks over at Kaminsky, who's just like. This is the, doofy, the this is the doofiest <laughs> moment of for Arnold in the whole movie, where he's just like. Awkwardly folding the dress and patting it on the table, but I mean, what are you supposed to do in that situation? But I again, don't know. Again, there are not enough people like looking around and like whispering to themselves, like he what was the fuck trying to was play that? cool, dude. I will say this was an amusing ass scene. It was awesome, and not as bit of violence, just yeah. like just yeah. sort of weirdness, generic weirdness, and awesome. Yeah, that's why I want to like try to redo this movie and see if we can do better. So anyway, <laughs> we cut to Harry's place. Where Kaminsky's breaking it down for Harry, um, he says the war between Patrovita and Lemansky is about to boil over. Harry seems happy with that idea of the bad guys just all <laughs> killing each other. Harry's crushing beers. Yeah, he, they're, <laughs> they're drinking MGD. I thought it was High Life, but it's, it, 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 but it's like in the little pony bottle. Yeah. Right? yeah. So so there were empties everywhere. Yeah, Harry's Harry's been drunk for days. I mean, he's Harry, had a bad few weeks. Harry or hasn't slept. He's just been pounding Miller. I love it. Uh, so. Uh, Kaminsky says that the bad guys, that the Patravita gang specifically is planning to steal the drugs and the money back from the police. Um, and in the interest of protecting Brenner's cover, they decide to let the heist happen. <laughs> I guess. I like Harry's logic. This is not the reason we're in this. Yeah. If we, like, <laughs> so we just let it play out. We're not here to stop crime. We're here strictly for revenge. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, there so, is logic to the theory that if they walk into a trap, they would assume that yeah. Brenner must be a cop or yeah. a rat or something. Agreed. But you could also just pull Brenner out yeah, of there. Yeah, pull him out. <laughs> He's gone. And then it would be like, okay, we don't fucking care where he went. Well, who was he talking to? Monique? Oh, yeah, that's fine. That make, that checks out. He got scared of Monique and left town. <laughs> so Kaminsky's like, I, yeah, I'm worried about me. But Harry's like, hey, you're on your own since this whole <laughs> thing's illegal. That's been the elephant in the room, I feel like, from the get-go. Yeah. Is it like, if something goes wrong, you're on your own because you're technically committing a crime by even... You're not working for the police, so you're just a gangster. Don't forget you blew up an $8 billion building earlier in the movie, <laughs> like whatever the fuck. Like, how many tens of you're millions of dollars? You're a wanted man yeah. for arson. insurance fraud arson and everything on top else of going on. Uh so oh Kaminsky, Kaminsky then's like, I kind of feel guilty about what this must be doing to Amy, his <laughs> wife. Motherfucker. Who, who he's like, he's like, I almost called her. She thinks you're dead. He's like, he's like, but he, but then he rationalizes. If we stop now, 
then all of this will have been for nothing. <laughs> and besides, if yeah. I show up and I'm alive, Amy would probably kill me. I like that he had like five seconds of indecision and then he's like quickly, nah, I'm on the right path. Yeah, no, this is <laughs> this is the path for me. Let's go further down this road and see where good. it leads. I, I'm too, we're too invested <laughs> in the process. So Harry says, hey, are you going to stick with this? And Kaminsky says, yeah, I'll carry on. He doesn't seem broken up about it because then he begins no. like talking about how sweet the life of Joey Pussy Brenner is. <laughs> he never had it so good as he does in this mob life. Talking about the a lot of free time, lots of money, cars, women. I'm I'm there, man. Like the free time thing alone. I'm like, yeah, you sold me. So he probably works like 20 hours a week max. Yeah. So Harry's like, just don't get too caught up in this thing. Keep your head. Are we supposed to think that he's starting to have doubts? Kaminsky? Like that he's starting to fall in love with the gangster life? Nah, I think I think that he's literally just saying anything's better than my suburban life with Amy. <laughs> yeah, and ch- cakes chucked at me. Yeah. Man, Amy was a gorgeous woman, and I don't really blame her for being pissed at Kaminsky, the brutal cop. Five years in probably the burbs. a fucking abusive husband, if we're being honest. Oh, I'll, I'll well. ask that out. That's, that's probably true. <laughs> we're Maybe not condoning that. That's, that's bullshit, but... I would not be surprised. I mean, if he's a man who loses his temper and goes overboard and like beats the shit out of witnesses. It's the and stuff. roid rage. But I, I kind of get the feeling that she's just like she he took away everything because of his behavior. She it lost her up, life. It blew style. up their life. Yeah. Yeah. I so, don't blame her. To yeah. Be honest. But anyway. So anyway, Harry says, keep your head about you. Later on, Keller and Kaminsky are riding in a car. Keller <laughs> Keller's telling him that the heist is going to happen in an hour. And we're going to hit Lemansky at the same time as a diversion. <laughs> I don't understand how this is a good plan. I, I, how is that a diversion? I don't, because the police will be like, holy shit, the other crime boss Lemansky's getting hit. Ignore this other thing that's happening. This is way more important. We'll just, yeah, divide the police's attention. I guess. I Bad Boys, the movie Bad Boys sort of did the same thing in the opening where they were robbing uh, drugs from a police impound. But they did it right where they're like, we're going to dress a guy in a police uniform and shoot him and then call in. Oh, my God, there's a police officer who's been shot. Right. And that's our diversion. Not yeah. like we're going to take out fucking Don Corleone to create a diversion for our heist. Yeah, to commit some petty cash robbery. So anyway, um, elsewhere, the guy that we saw earlier that, that did the first police bomb. Uh-huh. He is hacking city <laughs> phone lines. Is that what was happening? It's yeah. kind of unclear. He's so, just in yeah, a weird... It, it, it pays it back like as we go by beat by beat in this scene. But yeah, he's like in some sort of like central junction for There's the phone There's wires company. everywhere. I, yeah, I yeah. guess it was the phone company. He's hacking phone lines. And then what I reckon is that it's it's like so that they're, they're going to intercept off, that call cut, so they can intercept call. It's sort of like in um, if, if people are listening, it's sort of like what they did in Long Kiss Goodnight. It's like, can yeah. you can you create a, a dummy line for to be a hotel route the line from the hotel to this place? Sure. So I think that that's what was going on. Um, he radios that they're all ready. And then we cut to a police bomb squad truck rolling out of a garage. Uh-huh. The guy's in the truck calling a bomb threat to the police station saying that a bomb's a, blo- a bomb is going to blow up in 22 minutes. The police <laughs> call- he hung up the phone and he looked very proud of his performance. That yeah. guy like looking I, around in the truck. To all the, other the bit actors in this movie are hysterical. Like, I did me. good, didn't I? Yeah, I love it. So the police 
call the bomb squad and begin like evacuating the building. The white commanding officer that gives the bomb disposal and evac order is Ralph Footy. Yes. Who listeners might recognize as Johnny the detective in the fake movie Angels with Filthy Souls yes, from Home, Home Alone. Amazing. <laughs> you know what I'm going to give you, snakes? <laughs> I'm going to give you the count of 10. Anyway. So I like that guy. I guess he's just like a working Chicago actor. Yeah. He's, he's since left us, but yeah, he was at the time, like I, I bet he was probably at like Steppenwolf theater, just killing the, killing the game. He was, um, he was like p- the police dispatch guy also in blues brothers. That's right. And just such Another a dis- Chicago, such shit. a distinctive yeah. voice. His mug. He looked when I saw him and I was really studying him. I was like, Oh, he kind of also looks a lot like an, Elder John Wayne type. Yeah, he yeah, his totally, facial features totally, and everything. Yeah. He definitely looks like a like a a leading man from a bygone era and sounds like one. Yep. A very distinctive voice. Too bad AC ain't in charge no more. The <laughs> keep guys the change, in the, you filthy animal. Keep the change. So the guys in the bomb squad truck intercept the call for help because the phone lines. Right. And right. say they're on the way and to clear the building. We see they've been on the radio also with Keller. Mm-hmm. The truck rolls up as people are streaming out of the building. The baddies dressed in bomb squad uniforms grab a bunch of gear and run in. I found myself wondering, is that a is that the real bomb squad truck that they stole from the police or I they made so. a dummy truck? Could I don't know. It could be the same as like the diehard uh, ambulance. Yeah. Um, it was on some Ocean's Eleven shit, though. Yeah, yeah Like totally. basically that premise. Totally. So yeah, they proceed down to the bowels of the building and break into the vault. I had a sound effects nerd moment here. <laughs> I love the sounds, the sound effects of feet on pavement uh-huh. that are added in the post-production. Sort just of? like, just like clop, 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 clop. And, but like those guys are probably wearing rubber soled boots. Yeah. But it sounds like they're like wearing dress leather shoes in church. Like, like leather sold shoes. <laughs> it gets even crazier when they're inside the precinct. I love that shit. Anyway, meanwhile, uh, we're staked outside of a synagogue where Lemansky must be. Uh-huh. Um, Keller instructs his sniper to shoot Lemansky when he gets a clear shot. But there are too many people, and the sniper can't get one before Lemansky gets in the car. I love that Kaminsky's like, don't you have a calendar? It's probably a religious holiday. Like, <laughs> yeah. like some, you know, like a Jewish holiday. At any rate, it's time to abort the plan, right? right. Like, but nah, that's not Keller's style. No. I like, he's like, Follow the car, but none too discreetly. We'll it's take like, him on the highway. Yeah, they peel out in front of God and everybody, <laughs> pun intended, like like not discreetly at all. So back at the police station, the baddies break into the safe, empty all the money out. I love when they blow the safe that everyone in the fucking neighborhood hears it, including the CEO. He's just like, ah, oh, shit. I think that was like the bomb went off, right? That's my thought. That okay. The bomb inside the precinct went off. Gotcha. That makes sense. And he's like, fuck, the bomb squad just oh, died. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the bomb went that off. That makes more sense. I was thinking he, he that he knew. Oh, he was like, he's, like, he's like, fuck, we're fucked. <laughs> so anyway, as Keller follows Lemansky's car, he says he's going to run him off the road. I love driving scenes in any movie, but I love driving scenes in Chicago. It looks like they're on the North Shore, like yeah. up in the expensive neighborhood of town. I mean, this has gone from a bad plan to a worse plan. Yeah. Like, how are you going to get away with this? Yeah, it doesn't make any... Keller, Keller is essentially in a suit. I think that Keller is... He's sold on this mission because he thinks that, like, whatever happens... Like, if I'm going to die, then Kam- Kaminsky's, Brenner's going to die. It's like, I He's hate- got Kaminsky obsession, right? Yeah, big time. Even the, more than he's obsessed with Monique. We, we talk about all the time in these movies how obsession becomes a major plot device. And this is completely true for Keller of Brenner. I Keller. Mean, I- 
in is these obsessed. movies, like in these movies, how many bad guys could have gotten away with it, except that they're obsessed with the hero, yeah. and I have to one up the hero, or I have to best him. Hubris, hubris will get For you. Sure. <laughs> so Kaminsky says you're running the car off the road plan is not going to work because he seems to know that that other car is much heavier. He has driven it. That that's also true. <laughs> We assume it's the same. You limo. are astute. Yeah, that's probably yeah, that's probably the case. But Keller's like, "Fuck it, shoot the you shoot the driver." Just then. start not after you shoot the driver. This plan is <laughs> foolproof. It is terrible okay. idea. So Keller tries to pit maneuver the car and fails. The chase is on. Kaminsky's taking pot shots at Lemansky's car, but it's bulletproof. The bullets are like ricocheting off the glass. There's not a hint of surprise on Lemansky or his goons faces. No. Like they're well, just like, they look cool as a cucumber. Lemansky seems just inconvenienced by like some rough cornering and that's basically it. It but also th- seems like there's school buses everywhere all of a sudden. Like I guess this is a weekday Lots or whatever. field trips to the field to the, museum. Or to the, to the to the whatever it was. The to Navy the Navy Pier. Pier yeah. yeah. So um, where are the police? This is one of those moments that Ebert talked about. Well, but they like, probably no one notices that all this shit's happening. The bad guys have control of phone lines. Oh, you so, think they've hacked the whole city? I think that they've hacked any call that's going that's being routed to police about this chase is being diverted to one of okay. a Patrovita thug. Let's ra- let's let's chalk it up to that. Yeah, and not mention it again. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Ebert. <laughs> Roger, even if you're listening, I love you, but you were wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, so the chase is the chase does continue through the Navy Pier, a great uh-huh. place to visit if you're ever in Chicago. I did Just, some Navy Pier research yeah. on this shit. Okay. Because I was thinking to myself, like, that's a that's like a heavy tourist spot, right? Yeah. And it is yeah. now. It but maybe the, not so much at the time. In the 80s, it had sort of fallen into decline. I read that in 1989, the city sort of started working on ideas to revitalize that area. And in 1995, they sort of reintroduced the new Navy Pier with right. like Ferris wheels and everything. And now yeah. apparently it's like the second biggest tourist attraction in the city. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But at the time it was sort of, you might've found it abandoned. Yeah. They were like trying to figure out what to do with it. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So the chase continues to the Navy Pier. Lemansky seems to be enjoying it now. He's like, run, like, like he's, he's sort of smiling. Like, run him into the wall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's he's enjoying this because he. I think that he's he's having his own hubris moment. <laughs> so they're whipping around in this giant circle around a building. It said that at the very end of the pier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and they end up like Lemansky thinks that they've they've Lost duped him, them that they've or, got him, and yeah. then all of a sudden. Keller comes whipping around a corner and then speeds toward him. So there's going to be chicken. Yeah, there's this shootout as they're driving towards each other. But then as they get at each other, Lemansky's driver like swerves to miss. And then instead of keeping going, he, like stops, stops the car. They roll down their windows, their bulletproof windows Why? and start exchanging gunfire. Why didn't the guy keep driving? Yeah. You're in a I, tank. There's no reason to put the windows no down. Idea. So Kaminsky is just, Killing dudes with no hesitation. Yeah, he he shoots a couple of Mansky's guys. The chase resumes then, which it should have never. Anyway, into some some kind of industrial area. Lemansky's yeah, car drives under shit. like a low beam. He's like, grab your hats. And like it peels the top of the car off. Which is always a great stunt. Yeah, That I love could it. have been the death of them all. Yeah. But it wasn't, I guess. Well, Lemansky at least is astute, an astute observer of his surroundings, which is <laughs> one of the, the first law of a, of a 
what is that of a crisis situation? Oh yeah. What, wait, hold on. Uh, what be aware it? of your surroundings sure. or something like that. I can't remember from twins. Anyway, it probably <laughs> wasn't. Keep this in though to make us look like an asshole. So, so Keller screeches to a halt as Lemansky's car crashes into a fuel tanker and explodes. It was a sort of a bizarre conclusion it's to the anti- chase. Anticlimactic. Yeah. Um, back- it would have been more satisfying, I think, if they had just all been killed by going under that low beam. Yeah, like decapitated and let sure. that be that. Okay. Um, meanwhile, back at the police station, the fake bomb squad runs out of the building and escape. That was a well-executed plan. It was. It was definitely like some Ocean's Eleven shit. So elsewhere, uh, Keller... Like hours later, we presume, or maybe yeah, this is lunch later that the same night or the next day or something. lunch the same day. Keller so <laughs> hopped up on coke, he moves from one appointment <laughs> to the next. He is at some sort of um, like really nice restaurant high up in a skyscraper yeah, somewhere like a in Chicago. Type shit. He's showing a picture of Brenner to a cop from Miami that says he does. Like I don't recognize the guy. They, like this is where we get like. Keller's obsessed. Did he fly that guy into town for yes. the day to look at yes. that picture? Fucking hell. Did you also notice that Keller had circled Kaminsky in the picture? Yeah. That, what? Not me. It this was, guy. It was just the two of them in the picture, and I'm one of them. Yeah, not me. Do you recognize this guy, the circled guy? You not can't, the one who's not me? You can't, but you can't, you can't, like, yeah, he's, again, he's so hopped up on cocaine, he's out of his mind. He's like, I don't want to confuse this guy. Do so, they have contacts in the Miami Police Department? Sure they do. Okay. Sure. I guess they are maybe importing drugs Yeah, from they're South a national Florida. operation, yeah. Okay, whatever. So the cop says... You know, I arrested Joey Brenner twice, and that man is definitely not Joey Brenner. Uh-huh. That's he's intriguing. Like, you've done your you've done your work, sir. Yeah. Here's your money. Yeah, Keller passes the cop an envelope full of cash. We cut to a funeral home. Patravita and Baxter, what? exclamation mark, are having a clandestine meeting among the caskets. A lot of what caskets. the what? I guess it was like the showroom. Yeah, it is the showroom. It's like pick your model. So <laughs> Patravita is infuriated that law enforcement has infiltrated his crew without a warning from Baxter. Mm-hmm. Baxter says, no one got there by going through the proper channels. So how was I supposed to know? Now, I guess they're just taking Keller's word or his intel that Brenner isn't really Brenner as gospel. That's all that that's the only thing that they know is that. We think that Brenner might be law enforcement, but all we know is that Brenner isn't Brenner. Brenner. Right. So Baxter appears to have told Patravita that it's probably this hairy guy Mm -hmm. who's seeking revenge for his dead son. Harry's big fucking mouth got him in trouble. Right. So Baxter says, I checked Harry's work and whatever he's doing is not on the books. So there'd be no trail leading back to you, Mr. Patravita, if... Harry were to die. Need an unfortunate end. That's some ruthless shit. And then Patravita's like, so who's going to do it? You? Mm-hmm. No, he's like, I figure we could do it. He's like, no, there's no we here. Yeah, no, no, no. And then Keller walks around a corner, <laughs> carry, carrying a coat over his shoulder like he is wont to do. Clearly had been outside eavesdropping, just waiting for his cue. I ain't been dropping a weave, sir. Honest. <laughs> he says, let's make Brenner do it. Ooh. Baxter, Patravita likes that idea. Yeah, Patravita's into it. Baxter tries to leave, but 
Patravita says he loves a fucking elaborate scheme. Yeah. That Patravita, like a mouse in a maze. <laughs> oh, it should have been. It should have been Jack Palance fucking uh, Perrette. like a mouse in a maze. <laughs> so yeah, Patravita says if Baxter screws me over, he's gonna pay. Yeah. So later on, Keller and Kaminsky, who can't get enough of each other, they're just in every scene together, Fuck. are about to get into a car when Kaminsky spots Monique across the parking lot. He looks at Keller and says, like, I'll be right back. Almost. Yeah, almost. Almost. And I'll be back. Keller yells, we can't be late. <laughs> so he run, Kaminsky uncomfortably, I might add, he's like trots over to Monique. Monique uh-huh. apologizes. It's going to be awkward. Yeah. She's sure. like, I'm. I'm totally apologizing for making a scene in the restaurant where I took off my clothes and threw them at you, but I'd really <laughs> like to talk to you about all this. She's come to her senses, yeah. I guess. I mean, honestly, she seems like a human being who, she could, does. Use, who could use just a friend. Yeah, absolutely. I get the feeling that she's sort of on her own. I agreed. Agreed. So Kaminsky gives her his keys, says, go to my place and wait for me to get back. She uh-huh. gives him a big kiss. I love that Keller is like just like lurking over there like honking the horn like quit kissing you sons of bitches i did read the kiss is more platonic than romantic even though it was okay. kind of a long kiss i did think it was sort of like a. I understand yeah. that you're looking out for me and maybe we can never be a couple but i appreciate the fact that you seem to have my best interests. yeah that makes in sense mind. um kaminsky gets in the car as he does he gives keller this like stare down now yeah he definitely doesn't trust keller right no. plus monique had given him sort of like a, a warning almost it seemed like yeah. like you know be you be careful or yeah like yeah yeah something like that so keller keller blows a kiss to monique he's such a creep uh-huh. um then keller Dude, great skyline shot uh, another all one. of this stuff in chicago is is like having spent a lot of time in that town it's like it's such it's such a great city it's so atmospheric. It's like you see the wind whipping around them. It's uh-huh. the Windy City for a reason. But it's just like Chicago's great. I've never been. Oh, man. I need to go. We have to go. I do feel like, though, this movie did a good job of making use of the city. Yeah. Chicago is a character. The skyline, the landmarks. Yeah. Big time. And, like, yeah, New York gets such a bigger billing in movies as the location. But seeing this movie take place in Chicago is like... It's endearing. Yeah. Um, so then we see Keller Kaminsky and there's a third goon in the backseat. Man, and you never, I've seen enough gangster movies to know, like just, you never let someone ride in the backseat behind I, you. I'd have been like, yeah. you come sit up here. I'll ride in the back. Right. So yeah, they drive up to a cemetery and as mm-hmm. they get out of the car, we see over like across the way, there's a funeral underway. Uh-huh. We also see someone kneeling at a grave. Yeah, <laughs> Kaminsky says, like, who are we here for? And Keller says, just a cop. We're just here to a kill fucking a, cop. We're here to kill a cop. And Kaminsky seems okay with it. Yeah. So they sneak up on the guy, guns drawn. We get, like, a cool, like, camera effect that you wouldn't. It's like a Hitchcock thing that you wouldn't it was expect the vertigo to be. Shit. Yeah, yeah, it's the vertigo yeah. shot. So they sneak up on the guy, guns drawn. The man turns around, and holy shit, it's Harry. Harry. Yeah, like, Kaminsky, like, <laughs> mutter, like, Harry, under his breath. Waste him, Keller Waste says. Him. And so the shooting starts. The priest performing the funeral next door <laughs> dives into the open grave. That shit was amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> the third goon from the backseat wings Harry with a shotgun uh-huh. blast. Kaminsky shoots the shotgun goon. Then Kaminsky and Harry together gun down Keller, who dies in slow motion and weird sound effects. Um, what was Kaminsky going to do if it wasn't Harry? 
if it had just been a stranger? I think he probably would have like. Would he kill him? I think, he, have... I think that in, for me, you fake a jammed gun. Oh yeah, that or you could just miss. Except for it's a revolver, and revolvers don't you jam. You could miss. Yeah. Fuck! Per- I'm, uh, oh, I missed, and then you hope the or other. You, I don't know. Or you trip. I don't you, know. We don't think he would have killed a cop. Yeah. Just to, to keep up the ruse. Ah, uh, yeah. I, it's hard to say. So Keller's dead quickly, unceremoniously. Yeah. You, you think a big bad like Keller gets a bigger death, but as we've seen in so many of these movies, sometimes as 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 with Face in Tango and Cash. Sometimes you get rid of someone too quick. But. Keller's plans are the worst, though. Yeah. Like, this was a horrible but I idea. Think this, I think this idea, again, is to put Brenner on the spot. It's it like, was like, a, we're going to test him. Oh, it was. Him, it was. Right? We, we wanted, he, they wanted him to kill Harry. Or they so wanted to knew. see, it would prove to them whether he was a legit bad guy. I think, or I think that if... A if, plant. But that, that's what doesn't make sense at all. Is that, like, what, what Keller should have done is yelled, waste him. And then, like, gotten down to see if Kaminsky would take the shot. Well, either and if he, he doesn't, then he shoots. He or the third goon needed to be right behind Kaminsky. Plus, like, if he doesn't do it, then we kill him. Plus, Not- you, there's no way in hell that you set up that meeting without a sniper there that sh- that takes everyone. Yeah, down. you have an extra crew there. It was just man, we would be such good mobsters. <laughs> Keller is not a good tactician. No, he he's. He's not at all. Somehow he wound up into this situation with the upper hand and managed to get him and his goon killed by like, I guess Harry was armed, but he wasn't prepared for a gunfight. No, he didn't know what was happening at all. So anyway, Kaminsky, just like not in any big hurry, walks over, (laughs) walks over to Harry, who's lying on the ground wounded. He's like, I didn't know it was you. And then Harry, in the most dad Parker voice, says, well. That's all right. Yeah, don't you didn't worry know. about it. Hey, we it's, all make he mistakes. Sounds, he sounds like Ralphie's dad. I can't get over it. <laughs> so Harry tells Kaminsky to scram, but Kaminsky like wants to wait until an ambulance r- arrives. Harry's like, the ambulance is going to get here. If you're still here when the police al- arrive, then we're, n- we're never going to be able to explain this. Harry basically says, if I die, if the police come and I die, like you'll never be able to explain what right. happened here. Right. Um, which is true. Yeah. It's true of this entire scheme. Right. That he's had going. This has all been a revenge killing plot. Another pitfall of Harry's maniac plan. Yeah. We, how quickly we forget that this movie is just, it's a revenge movie from top to bottom. Here's the thing. Here's the thing I never thought about before. Like, in a movie, this, this set or this location appears to be a real cemetery. Yeah. Um, is it weird that you're filming like a bloody shootout on top of people's graves? Not to me. I don't care. No. To me, okay. to me, the like the act of burial in and of itself is like I understand it. It's like you're returning the body to the ground from whence yeah. ashes to ashes, dust and then to dust. It's just a piece of land. But to me, it's like desecrating a body is des- is only desecration to people who are still alive. That body doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. Another question. Yeah. What First of all, I think that grave did not seem fresh enough to have been Blair's. Blair. Blair. It was like fully, but how long has it been since Blair was killed in your mind? Maybe at this point, maybe two months. Maybe. Recent. Here's what I'll say. Uh, There's there's no way that Kaminsky's been in the Patrovita gang for like, I don't know, maybe he is supposed to have been. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. 
see, in my mind, I'm thinking like it's a month or less since the Blair killing happened in my mind. Unless, I could be wrong. Unless, unless Harry has been stewing over it on a rampage for months and months Which and months. Which you might and it's been be like right a, because a year after. There was a date on Blair's headstone yeah. that said he died in December. Okay. And this movie is clearly... Almost it, a year later. It was filmed in fall for it sure because the has, leaves were fall colors. I was say, it has to be almost a year later. Unless we just chalk it up to that's the producer's hoping you don't notice and it is supposed to only be a month or two no, later. I would, I would actually you buy think it. it is that 10 it's months almost, later yeah, or something like that? I would buy like that. that it's about a year later. So he didn't approach Brenner for a good eight months yeah. or something, nine months after it happened. He yeah, couldn't let sense. it go and he's yeah. like... He's like, I got to get somebody to help me with this thing. And he probably couldn't find anyone. He's like, oh wait, I know this... This guy who would basically kill a witness. I should get him. He to loves help me. he gets off on killing people. And that's what I mean, that's that's the problematic part of this movie is that <laughs> it really it's, is. It's, a, it's a dude that wants death, he wants revenge, and he goes and hires a guy that's okay with shit like that. He wants an extrajudicial <laughs> killing. <laughs> so he seeks out a, a brutal cop. I know this guy to pay money to He's into it. To basically murder people in cold blood it's fine this is our hero right <laughs> these are our heroes right so <laughs> so anyway kaminsky says okay i'll leave but <laughs> yeah. but i'll see you but he's like i'll see you again soon and all of the people like peeking up out of the the priest peeking up out of the open grave is it safe to come out now it was similar to the moment when he wrote, drove through the casino or wrecked yeah. the casino because the the funeral goers just scattering yeah, awkwardly just, pew, in, pew, their, pew. in their finest and that, and that, dear friends, we're not really sure how the rest of this movie is going to end. <laughs> um, we're not sure how we got to this point. We know it will end. <laughs> and we're going to take you the rest of the way. <laughs> we'll be back. 